This episode of the Retail Exchange Podcast is presented by Trust Systems with partners Samsung and Ergonomic. If you're asking questions about how to optimize digital signage solutions in your retail business right now, Trust Systems has the answer. With a wealth of expertise in the retail and enterprise sectors, Trust Systems provides the underlining technology to enable agile, intelligent, next-generation digital businesses. To find out more, visit trustsystems.co.uk slash digital today. Hello, I'm Jason Bradbury, and welcome to the latest episode of the Retail Exchange podcast. I'm delighted to be back with the Retail Exchange team as we bring you insights and opinion from senior retail industry professionals on how technology is shaping retail's future. The management of those displays and that awful black or blue screen of death where we talk about customer experience, don't we? What price that customer experience yeah. and journey that should be enhanced by the use of technology and display. Customers are expecting to see digital engagement when they go into the high street now. It's just become an expectation. And also, you know, everybody likes a screen. Everybody carries one in the pocket. Everybody's got a big shiny one on the wall at home and they like to look at them. It, you know, we're like magpies and it's, it's, a, it's a glinting bit of silver, isn't it? There's a, partly an expectation there for us to see that sort of experience but in terms of the cost i think it's really important to to recognize that this sort of level of of technology and this capability isn't only available to the gucci's of the world who are willing to throw excessive money at pr campaigns basically you know this is technology that is is ready and and ripe and fit for purpose for tier one tier two tier three tier four retailers The way we shop and digest information may have changed during the last two years, just like everything else, thanks to the pandemic. But as consumers continue to return to physical spaces, it's never been more important for businesses to navigate strategies and decisions around investment in digital technology successfully to deliver an engaging customer experience. So in this, the first of a two-part special exploring innovation in digital signage technology, I'm joined by companies who know a thing or two about what it takes to create a blueprint for success for anyone wanting to think big and do better. Okay, so my first guest today is Ben Dowson, Senior Client Manager at Trust Systems, a UK-based company specializing in managed intelligent digital solutions. That sounds pretty important stuff. Aimed to help increase customer spending, encourage repeat purchases, as well as enhance customer experience and brand loyalty. So not too much then, no pressure. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a quite a big tagline, that isn't it? To be honest, and and yeah, we're we're trying to do some quite innovative stuff in uh, retail and technology. I'm interested in the repeat business thing because that's a tricky one, isn't it? You know how you capture that that customer, not just at that moment of sale, but then you you start to instill some form of relationship so that they'll come back. Absolutely, yeah. I think a lot of retailers have have considered various different schemes for for brand loyalty and customer loyalty and, and trying to drive return business back. I think some schemes have been more successful than others. There's a club card out there that that does pretty well in in generating interest and reward to to drive football back into the store. But I think that there's there's definitely more that some other businesses can do to try and innovate and digitize and and sort of look towards the future and and excite customers and 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 thrill them and and delight them so they want to come back, not just out of obligation, but out of choice. I, I love that idea. I really do. I, I have a theatre background. 
like you wouldn't know with this ridiculous <laughs> voice and these ears. Um, and I, I love the idea of retail as, as theatre. And I think that's where we need to go, isn't it? Well, yeah. We're going to compete with online, really, really efficient overnight delivery from certain services that will remain nameless at this point. You get on the app, you order it, the product arrives the next day. Great. So retail as in the physical space that I mentioned in my opening, has to be something else, doesn't it? It has to be a theatrical experience. It has to be exciting and engaging. And, you know, if you want to get somebody to get in the car, drive into town, pay the congestion charge, pay car parking fees, then once they get into your, into your bricks and mortar store, you've got to give them some funds, a good time and, and, a, and a good experience that they can um, hold on to and, and tell their friends about and, and obviously want to come and, and and experience it all over again. So you mentioned digitization, yeah, and, and innovation. These are phrases that we toss around a little bit. Could you tell me specifically in that context what you do at Trust so that people can have a, a better idea, because I know what you do, but just to describe uh, to our listeners what you're all about. Yeah, absolutely. So Trust are, um, a, I guess, a managed service provider these days. We've evolved over the years, as most technology businesses have, from selling tin hardware and, and point solutions into delivering services. So infrastructure as a service, software as a service, and Trust have got a really good legacy of, of uh, managing intelligent networks. So essentially that is your Wi-Fi. So when you go and you're trying to run a retail operation, your tills work, your handheld devices around the store work, your back office computers work, and the network is reliable, resilient, and, and it stands the test of time. So that's kind of what we're born out of. And then once we're sort of engaging with clients and we're delivering uh, managed networks, we try and look at how we can encourage them to sweat the asset, to make the most of, of what technology they do have by pairing it with collaborative devices, if you will, and, and digital devices now that, that can enhance that retail experience. You know, what? I'm actually excited by what you just said. So, so you might not know this of me, Ben, but in my other life, I'm a bit of a futurologist. So I'm, I'm pulled into these cool events. Like most people would, that, that aren't, you know, familiar with what I'm about would, would equate it to sort of like those, the, the events that you go to the NEC or, you know, wherever, and, and you get speakers that come on. So I'll come on and I'll kind of project, you know, 10 years hence using exponential growth models and things that have a bit of tangibility. But one of the things I often talk about is in the future stuff's going to work. And that's, that's a, yeah, that's a and simple that's, concept, but but we are the like the kind of humanity's beta testers, aren't we? Absolutely. These, you know, we're, we're really, we're the digital natives. They talk about my son's generation, he's 14, as the digital natives, but really we are the ones that went out and we left the, you know, the tribe and we went out into the wilderness and we found new experiences. And we had a lot of negative ones, unfortunately. Didn't we? In the early stages because, you know, Obviously, things take time to, to bed in. And I think some solutions were released into the marketplace before they were ready. And I think that, unfortunately, the end user, the consumer, had some negative experiences with tech that didn't work and was unreliable and promised the earth and delivered not a lot. Um, and so I guess 10 years ago, digitization in retail led to a lot of disappointment, lack of success in, in plans and, and ideas. And, and therefore, people got nervous from a retailer's perspective, they got nervous about implementing these sorts of solutions and technologies. Before you go to but, and when you say, <laughs> but now, I want to stay with that a little bit. Mm. I want to just tune everyone in to what we're talking about here. Do you remember when we were all supposed to be getting marketed via Bluetooth? Mm. 
And the, the concept was that we'd walk down Oxford Street or wherever and a little beacon would, uh, would um, draw us in. Uh, what, what's that um, the sort of Greek myth concept being brought onto the, the rocks? Sirens. The sirens. Yeah, the sirens. <laughs> the, um, but it never really transpired, did it? I, no, absolutely not. And I think that people underestimated consumers' choice, you know, and, and people don't want to be hoodwinked into a retail experience. They want to go somewhere because they've chosen to and they see the merits in being there. They, they have some brand loyalty, for one. They, they enjoy the produce that that particular manufacturer delivers but also it's the term of engagement it's it's respect it's value for money it's uh excitement joy fun all of those positive sort of buzzwords and i think that that we got lost it was just oh here's technology here you go consumer That's Have some of this. Yeah. yeah it's not enough and and it's interesting i mean how many times not not too much recently but in that kind of legacy period of the switchover, the digitalization that you, that you uh, mentioned, have you seen things like, you know, large screens just with a, a kind of fault notice on them, you know? Genuinely sad. Yeah. It, it, it hurts yeah. my soul when I see that. And, yeah. and, you know, you still see examples of it now, less so than you did. But yeah, you know, I was quite excited about signage in, in technology and, and sort of retail theater. And so to see bad examples of it, it's really upsetting and, and especially now when I know it can be done better um, and successfully and reliably, it's difficult to still see those examples out there. And, and, and particularly when I'm talking to prospects and clients who are hung up on the, those negative experiences, it's, it's difficult to get them to sort of put the past behind us and, and embrace new uh, advancements in the technology. And, you know, that's, I guess part and parcel of why we're here today is to sort of, you know, reassure and, uh, and, and sort of give some credibility back to some of this technology. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember I worked in retail in the eighties. I worked for next, which was quite formative really for me, quite sincerely. I know it sounds like a setup to a joke, but it's actually the truth. Um, because of the, the, my personal motivation to do well in sales and this sort of wonderful paradox concept that I had, which is that um, we don't really want anything for free. People don't really believe that that's a thing because they we understand if, say, if you've got a piece of paper that someone has to chop a tree down somewhere to get that. So if you give good service, customers want to give you something back, which for them is either a sale, you know, purchase rather, uh, or, or loyalty. I've often thought that where we're going technologically, ultimately, is a place where technology is vanished. At the moment, it's very much in the foreground, but it's becoming less so, isn't it, in, in retail? And this is where the digital signage comes in. It's becoming more part of the design, part of an aesthetic uh, experience, as opposed to us sort of gawping at something you know, with an obvious QR code on it or, uh, or an error signal. And uh, I wonder if, if as technology gets out of the way, we might be able to return to some of the core values around customer service and, and, and loyalty. So I don't mean loyalty in, in, in sense of a stamp on your, you know, your app that gives you 10% off. I mean, loyalty based on just the experience that you've had and that the way that the, that personal relationship with the product that you're looking at can be really quite profound in the hands of, of a good theatrical retail experience. Absolutely. And I think most customers are quite savvy these days. They're, they're well-educated. They've got access to a lot of information, a lot of comparisons. And if the experience isn't good, then they're going to look at options and alternatives. I think that 
you know, it's interesting to talk about moving it back into the background, if you will, into retail. And so the technology forms part of, of, of your experience in there, but isn't slapping you around the face when you walk through the door. And, and actually, one of the, the retailers been working with in the past couple of years, the brief for, for installation of signage in there was to make it look like it has always, be, always been there make it look like it was retrofit, uh, you know, part of the fabric of the building. And, you know, quite a task to do that um, because, you you know, what you want it to be visible. You want the customers to see it. So it, there's, you know, quite a lot of design work that's gone into the background with uh, with our partners that enables that to, to sort of come to fruition where the, the signage is, is visible, it's doing its job, but it's not trying to take center stage and it's, and it's fulfilling its role. Give me an example of where you feel it is maybe organic or, or you know, it, it's not just been thrust into the space and sticking out like a sore thumb. We work with a German retailer and they have done quite an extensive program looking at where they're going to get the biggest bang for their book. You know, they're, they're known for not spending money where they don't need to, but they are looking to, to do things properly. So we've gone through quite an extensive process with them on design iterations that allow the, the the installation, the hard sort of metal work, if you will, that, that surrounds the, the digital sign to look like it is their branded um, goods. So it looks like it's, you know, it's the same color. So there's a, there is a, an Aldi gray, which has its own RAL. Of course. Uh, and, and so. It's a Barclays blue, isn't it? Uh, exactly. Yeah. So we, you know, we powder coat the, the, the uh, enclosures in that gray. It's a, it's a, it's a small detail, but it's, part of the, the the sort of critical thinking of, of making these um, installations look like they're part of the fabric of the building. So we've designed like a, a giant iPhone on a lollipop stick, essentially, to, to paint the picture for the, for the listeners. There are a couple of options, actually, because in a German supermarket, you've got the, the entrance lobby where we have an installation, which is the, the lollipop stick in the floor, sort of rounded iPhone case style body. So it's, a, it's in keeping with, you know, other examples of signage out there in the in the world but it's but it's got Aldi's own take on it it's it's got their logo embossed on the side it's got their color it's it it, it looks like it's the part same, of the store like, part of the like rest the same of the as, yeah the, the metalwork yeah. for the windows it's the same sort of look and feel and then they've got another installation uh, around their packing benches which is a really intelligent place to put it if you've got an opportunity to catch their attention and, and uh, inform them about a potential product that's coming to market uh, in the in the coming weeks, then maybe you'll 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 engage with them and you'll get them thinking. Oh, maybe in a couple of weeks I'll come back and I'll take advantage of that chainsaw that I I don't need, but it's coming to market and it'll only be twenty quid. So, since we've actually started the journey with them, they've evolved as well, and they now looking to do some more sophisticated types of messaging on the actual screens. So they're looking for a customer journey throughout the store that uh, conveys different messaging at different parts. So, yeah, you know, I think each brand and each, each retailer is going to have their own take, their own way of doing this and their own areas within their uh, shopping experience where they can deliver the best bang for their book, if you will. But it's all about a collaborative journey with experienced and, and intelligent partners like ourselves. Ben, that's absolutely brilliant. Stay with us. I'm going to talk to my next guest, Steve Robertson, Head of Business Development at Samsung. Hello, Steve. Hello, Jason. Thank you, you very buddy? much for having me. I'm a big fan, actually, because uh, now I don't do a television of, of, of you specifically, yeah, okay. but also of your of your um, uh, the company for which you work. Mm. Um, uh, because I don't work on a 
big television show about technology anymore. I can actually say that I'm a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. I'd have gotten in trouble for that when I was doing the gadget show. Uh, but um, no, I genuinely am. I'm really invested in Samsung. And, and actually, I'll tell you why. It's not just because you're sat with me and you're big and strong and everything and slightly intimidating. Um, it's actually because you've got your foot as a retailer in that theatrical world. Okay. I, mean, I don't really specifically talk about Samsung KX, which is this amazing retail experience here in London in King's Cross area, which is very close to where it's sat right now. But also just, you've always done that. Like for example, I'm probably going to get this wrong. What's that telly you've got, which is, it's called the frame, I think, or the, and it's like, well, you, you tell me what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. No, the frame, which uh, effectively takes your, maybe your more conventional display and, and frames it in any kind of bespoke frame. That Fantastic like clip on frame. Yeah. Uh, terrific. Uh, so maybe not so obtrusive as it would be in your living room or perhaps in a reception area because they do, do get deployed into um, more sort of commercial spaces as well. But yeah, really innovative thinking and yeah, just something different, isn't it? That's out there, right? And a new way of embracing technology. How would you say innovation is helping to reduce the need for hardware? within a shopping environment I'm talking now, uh, and specifically in, in terms of signage, which is what we're focused on today. What, what sort of technologies are you employing in stores and, and what do you hope to employ soon? My responsibility is primarily on the display side of the business. Um, but of course, we do have very close connections with our mobile side of the business as well, which is hugely prominent. And of course, our consumer electronics. Working with partners such as Trust, of course, we're able to deploy uh, dis deploy? Yeah, you. Let's go with deploy. deploy. I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll correct myself there. You could have no, gone with that, deploy, that, but I could the have thing been. is, I could no, have. but it's, it's so haggard as a phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll use deploy. That yeah. Uh, well, so, um, this podcast now will exclusively use the word deploy whenever yeah. deploy wouldn't ordinarily be chosen. Well, I think I, I feel I've given something. You have. It's quite the contribution. That's a legacy yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, quite right. please carry on. No, no, no. That's great. Um, so where was I? We were deploying. We were deploying, uh, yes, our screen te our display technology. And again, with partners such as Trust, of course, who bring some of that to life. So what do, what do we do? What do our, what do our displays offer that's uh, differing to some of the competition? There is, obviously, we have our, um, our own signage system as well, which again, we work in partnership with Trust to, uh, they've developed it and customized it actually for a number of their retail partners. And of course, the, the, the big point was around management. The management of those displays, yeah, and that awful black or blue screen oh. of death, where we talk about customer experience, don't we? What pr what price that customer experience <laughs> yeah. and journey, yeah, that should be enhanced by the use of technology. I know. So you've you've done that, like as Ben said, you've done the congestion charge, you've done the parking or whatever it is that you've done. You get there, and then and then half the screens in the store aren't working or whatever. So it's it's an insult, really, isn't it? It's and it's a massive missed opportunity. So how do you mitigate that? So we have a, a remote management software as well, so which gives you that live on glass view of every display within your network, if you like. So you can get those early morning triggers. So if for whatever reason there's a signal dropout and the call to action is obviously to, uh, to remedy whatever that issue might be. It might be a power, it might be a network issue, whatever it might be. But uh, what we also have is sort of failover as well within the screens. So again, rather than you getting that no input, signage that will flash up on the screen you have a failover page which could just be something as simple as a customer's logo but again you avoid that embarrassing moment where you've got nothing on the screen mm -hmm. or something that suggests that you're not interested in sorting out the issue what sort of content are you serving up and where is that content coming from is it the customer that supplies the content or is that part of the the management system that you offer our management system effectively provides a platform 
to deliver that content. And then we're working with, again, companies such as Trust to to really, and, 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 their, and the various agencies and creative agencies that they work with to uh, produce the content as well. And of course, that's all in line with brief and retailers guidelines as well. And I guess it brings me on to like another point, which for our technology, which is absolutely critical, and it's spoken about a lot, but how do you get that continuity from your website delivered into your store? How does that... What process does it go through? To, what to what process does it go through? But, and, and, and is it actually, has the retailer, have they devoted enough time to ensuring that you have that continuity as well? Because that, again, really leans into the customer experience, doesn't it, as well? And the brand presence. As the sort of service provider, it, we engage with the with the client and with the um, digital advertising agency to to manage their content for them. So we provide a full service, including the, the sort of uh, hardware management and, and monitoring, field support. We also de- deliver this dynamic content management. So we have a, a, a sort of triangular relationship with the a content uh, development house and the client where sign images, uh, assets, they call them, come over to us. We review them, test them, sign it all off and approve it. And then we deploy that out to store uh, as a part of a, a sort of schedule. We also have a, the capability, thanks to Samsung's technology, to do instant updates and reactive messaging. And so we can interrupt a, a more long-term uh, marketing plan with up-to-the-minute you know, reactional messaging. So if some scenario happened and there wanted to be some kind of public messaging, we can facilitate that through an emergency change. We've done things like bespoke messaging for uh, the Olympics, for the World Cup. We've done um, some stuff recently for um, the passing of Prince Philip. Um, there was a, a sort of 10-minute window they wanted to uh, send out a, a public message, literally within that 10 minutes, and then it would revert back to traditional messaging. And so we were able to facilitate that, and it went across uh, 800 stores. Seamlessly. So what you're saying is you're starting to become the arbiter of content, like you're a content creator. That's really interesting to me. And the emergence over the last two years in terms of things on demand, you know, we're going to start to have far more of a, a presence, actually those sort of digitally native companies as well, who are now taking a really active look at what they do in bricks and mortar, actually, and what their presence looks like. So going back to that point I was making about that kind of continuity between your online presence where some of these companies are extremely strong and that's where they that's been their business model and where they've built their brand how does that then translate into conventional traditional bricks and mortar retail as well really interesting there are there are some standout brands actually that are doing absolutely that space i don't know if you are aware of what gucci are doing so that that, that's a really interesting brand to me because it's so unattainable for most people. Uh, and yet they have this uh, real brand awareness with lots and lots of young people. And it's because they embrace a certain approach to social media and they use characters like, who's that young lad that's really into trains and he became a bit of a star in lockdown on Instagram. Have you seen him? Francis. Fra- Francis something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he's amazing. And, and he's, he's, li- he's famous literally because he's so enthusiastic. And I think during lockdown, we, we, we wanted joy, didn't we? In fact, we, we, I think we've got an appetite for humanity now that we hadn't had, yes. that we certainly didn't have two years ago. Uh, and he's very much an example of that, of that notion, right? And uh, he got picked up by of all brands, not like, you know, like a, a, um, a high street brand in the UK. Gucci 
because they recognized that he was an avenue to a kind of tongue-in-cheek youth. It's, it's really interesting to me. But So I've noticed what Gucci are doing. And their in-store experiences are really interesting because there's a, there's a kind of um, cultured... Uh, what's the word when you you know when you bring you bring different things together? Paul Smith does it really well in his stores, where he brings lots of different cultural oddities from around the world. There's a kind of curated nature yeah, to like a community do. as well, exactly. Yeah, which is which another part I think of that experience. And um, it's interesting you point towards some of these core brands as well. And I I guess nodding back to your original question around technology and how we enhance that brand experience, these brands are very very particular about their colors. You, we, we mentioned that uh, German retailer who have a specific rail color of, of gray. The display needs to be capable of delivering on that as well. So, Oh, yeah. Um, so the RGB thing is very different to the print version of that color. Massive. Absolutely huge. So you know, some of your cosmetics companies will drill down into that fine out detail because that look is absolutely everything to them. So um, yeah, just a, a, another way, I guess, where you go through that consultative process and, and choosing the right technology, which is, as I say, which is where we work. And with that science, just trust. Yeah, that signage has got to be so flexible. You've just completely opened us up to that with that with that discussion. This notion of real time <clears throat> content and messaging that you know uh, that's really really interesting. Let, let's park it there, uh, Steve. Thank you so much. Don't thank move you. though. Stay with us. This episode of the Retail Exchange Podcast is presented by Trust Systems with partners Samsung and Ergonomic. With a wealth of expertise in the retail and enterprise sectors, Trust Systems designs, deploys, and manages integrated network and digital solutions. Underlining technology that enables agile, intelligent, next-generation digital businesses. Our managed digital signage solutions are just one example of how Trust not only provides the what, but also the how, bringing the necessary elements together to ensure your technology deployment goes above and beyond. If you're asking questions about how to optimize digital signage solutions in your retail business right now, Trust Systems has the answer. Visit trustsystems.co.uk slash digital today to learn more. That's trustsystems.co.uk slash digital. Now, I'd like to bring Chris Dewar, Key Account Manager at Ergonomic Solutions, into the conversation. How are you doing, Chris? Very well, sir. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. Um, so the pandemic hit physical retailers as well as hospitality and leisure venues. And it hit, it hit them where it hurts, you know, in the till. With doors now reopening across the globe, there will be no shortage of contactless taps. So as a leading global supplier of innovation and ergonomically designed technology mounting solutions, supplying over 60% of the world's top 50 retailers, Chris's firm will be at the heart of that very thing. Uh, let's find out more. Chris, just fill me in a little a bit more. Just give us a bit more detail uh, about exactly what you do. We as a business, Ergonomic Solutions, you'll use our products every day in the retail shopping experience. Uh, predominantly, we're known as the brand Spacepole. You'll see that in the majority of your high street stores at their point of sale, so mounting that point of sale technology. Now, as retail is evolving um, and we're seeing more and more of the the big online players who are innovating in brick and mortar stores and their their approach to you know, no tills effectively within their stores. We as a business are now, you know, evolving with that space and looking at ways in which we innovate and make that messaging more relevant and drive more sales effectively through these brick and mortar locations. So obviously as till space is removed from these stores, the opportunity to add more products, 
more ability to, uh, you know, add more than just a screen for digital advertising in store really opens up a lot of opportunities for these retailers on the high street. Chris, so many innovations start out being clunky, you know, before uh, their concepts are refined, so to speak. Uh, how has design and thinking changed since your early days? Conceptually, as technology has obviously slimmed down over the years, um, the need for the aesthetic to be addressed more and more in terms of our approach to design and how we deploy solutions into the market is increased exponentially. So from the early days, I mean, our background started around CRT monitors. So that's uh, that's that's quite a long way back. And obviously we know I how... actually collect ca cathode ray tubes, by the way. Okay. No, I do. I, I do. Okay. But sorry, that's... No, no, no that's yeah. Yeah, very important. Yes, very important. I've got a fine collection of old 80s TVs, specifically uh, Sony, Sony P PVMs, personal video monitors. So uh, that's nuts. So we're talking about the old tellies that people listening will remember as big boxes, big heavy boxes. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, obviously, as the technology itself innovates, gets slimmer, gets smaller, gets sleeker, the need for the mounting solutions to match that. You know, we, we are designed to be the seamless part of the integration. Our piece is designed to be the unsung hero, if you like. We're not supposed to be the bit that's seen and noticed by the brands. Point, that, yeah. is, that is the point of the digital content and the, the screens themselves as well. So for us, it's all about making sure that people are driven to that rather than a big clunky piece of metal that sticks in your shop window. So for us, it's that innovation piece that you know really enables our partnerships to deliver their messaging whilst you know, we, we stay in the background nice and quietly and seamlessly fit into the overall scheme of things. That's oh, really interesting. And just to put it in context, when you talk about no tills, we're not just talking about the robot tills that we're now all clearly a fan of, you know, whatever that means for those people that, that used to work at the till. <laughs> um, we're also talking, aren't we, about experiments in, in shops where you literally just walk in and you, you grab the item off the shelf and you walk out and, and you're debited in the cloud. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there will be a lot more opportunity for impulse buying and the, the retailers to drive that type of messaging out to their customers in the high street. So by forcing more digital messaging throughout their stores, we were likely to see those basket values go up in price. So hopefully this will be a very, very interesting time for brick and mortar retail. I think it is really exciting, though. I re it's really, I, I love shopping. I, I lo I've always loved shopping. My wife hates shopping and I'm always having arguments with her about, you know, w w why it's okay to like shopping. <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm vapid or my, or me and my daughter wanting to go off at the weekend and go shopping. When it's done well, you can have a really wonderful, inspiring uh, afternoon out just pottering around doing your thing although, although having said that that my view of that is tainted rather by the kind of warehouse with a till at the front model of retail and i know it's going to be a painful transition for a lot of retailers but where we're going i think is, is really interesting the notion that i could go and experience for example a virtual reality headset something that's pretty intangible in an advert or on an app i could go and experience it and then effectively uh, not concretely, but effectively get home and it's waiting for me on the doorstep because that experience was enough for me to actually purchase it. You know, that's exciting, isn't it? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see more and more uh, the high street turning into relevance and convenience. So we're going to see more people going into retail who are going there for specific reasons. And this, you know, this curation that we've touched on previously, showcasing of key product. We've even seen people launch stores with the four-star store, for example. So we know that we're going in that direction could, where... Could you explain that? To, to so um, our listeners. so there is, uh, you know, the, the, the very well-known 
internet retailer who, you know, that doesn't need to be mentioned yeah. by name. Those guys, they have embraced both this uh, just walkout technology yeah. as well as uh, opening stores that they only sell products that have a four-star review or higher. So when it comes to that type of approach, they're, they're really pushing the message of what is relevant to our customers. What do they want to buy and what do they rant and rave about in their in their social media streams and in their platforms. I'm going to launch the one-star store. That's my today's idea. I have a, a startup idea every day and a t-shirt idea every day. What was your phrase again about, um, Steve? Deploy, was it? Uh, deploy, yes. Deploy, yes. Yes. That's, that's display, on a t-shirt. Display deployments. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's that's on my t-shirt. Or it should be on my display at home. And my new startup it's, idea is the one-star store. Is, is there kind of some kind of merch arrangement within this postcard? I think you get a I cut. Mean, you, well, of course. It's got to be, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, cut him out. Okay, make sure that you're <laughs> noisy, man. Um, no, and the one-star store. Quite the phrase. You go there. It's like the pound store or whatever it's called, and except they're, they're kind of like quirky, rubbishy ideas. Everything's bobbing. Yeah. No. Tat store, yeah. In, in all seriousness. But what you're, what you're talking about, really, in, in specific terms, is, you know, innovation. That, that's what you do, isn't it? Like, there's nothing sexy when you instantly think about functionality which is your bread and butter, isn't it? But really, functionality is at the heart of all of these really creative retail experiences. Absolutely, absolutely. And in terms of, uh, it's been touched upon previously uh, in the podcast, about this seamless integration into their store. So obviously things like paint colours are very, very important, but the look and feel and the aesthetic of what it is that these retailers are looking to do, particularly as we move into store of the future concepts where everything is digitalised and everything is going to be really, you know, pushing messaging out and really in your face there so it, as i said before it's a really exciting time and for us as a business we've always worked on the concept of modularity so for us it would be the likes of you know, our good partners at samsung and trust working with them to make sure that we tailor our sets of solutions that are relevant to the retailer so again just on this messaging of relevance and convenience making sure that these guys are getting what they want rather than trying to shoehorn something in that isn't fit for purpose. Yeah, that's where we need to go. In terms of this sort of period of living that we've all lived through where nothing works, as we come out of it and this, this promise of, um, you know, giving away our digital data seemingly for free, actually now we're starting to give a return, isn't it? Because we're starting to be served content, be it within a retail environment or an app or a, a streaming service that actually is relevant. So I've noticed my own... Uh, the stuff that's pushed at me is is increasingly more of interest to me than it used to be. And so it sort of works hand in hand with that. But uh, Chris, you're absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. I think now is a good time uh, to bring uh, Ben and Steve back into the conversation. Hi, boys. Thank you very much. Uh, technology costs a lot of money. All right. What we're talking about here isn't s s small financially. It's a big commitment. You know, the need to invest versus the need to uh, rebuild the balance sheet. Why would you say? Uh, digital is so key to engaging returning shoppers post the pandemic? Customers are expecting to see digital engagement when they go into the high street now. It's just become an expectation. Also, you know, everybody likes a screen. Everybody carries one in the pocket. Everybody's got a big shiny one on the wall at home and they like to look at them. It's it's become, you know, we're like magpies and it's, it's, a, it's a glinting bit of silver, isn't it? And so I think you know, it's an, there's a partly an expectation there for us to see that sort of experience. But in terms of the cost, I think that that's a really interesting point to sort of consider. And, you know, you mentioned before about Gucci doing some really exciting, innovative things in retail. 
and I think it's really important to to recognize that this sort of level of of technology and this capability isn't only available to the Gucci's of the world who are willing to throw uh, excessive money at, at, at PR campaigns, basically. You know, this is technology that is is ready and and ripe and fit for purpose for, you know, tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four retailers. Um, it, you know, you just got to try and find your own flavor of what's available and tailor it to your requirements. So, you know, Samsung have got a range of products. They've got a you know, super high bright 24 by seven running kit that that will you you know you, you can plumb that in and it'll it'll last for five years and it'll it'll never fail obviously you pay a premium for that but samsung have got some other solutions that that are probably more accessible and certainly more tailored and suitable for retailers who are, are doing some less sophisticated marketing campaigns so you know and it's our job as a as a systems integrator as a managed service provider to to find a solution wrap it up in the right package and make it accessible for for all of our prospects and clients yeah chris I just want to ask you about um the notion that you know integrating digital into a, a new store concept is is one thing you know when you've got a clean sheet of paper but what are the challenges when it comes to retrofitting digital into ah, legacy stores it's my, tricky my, my favorite question um and this is something that uh, that i spend a lot of my time on behalf of our good partners working with the uh, end user customers to resolve so you mentioned a good one there in relation to independent retailers so we'll see people take over old pubs for example yeah and turn that into a retail store we see all sorts of different buildings be taken over so therefore it does it does create its own set of challenges what we bring to the table in relation to that is our expertise of knowing the best place to position X screen from one, a safety perspective and two, you know, an engagement perspective. So it offers that, that best value from an investment perspective of the content management system and obviously the hardware that goes with that. So for us, yeah, uh, the big challenges can obviously be around, uh, where in the store is the best footprint for that. Um, so particularly independent is a good one to talk to about that because if they're owning their own store they want that footprint on the floor to be used to be selling so when it comes to you know whether these are wall mounted in window outdoor um, we're seeing more and more sort of outdoor requirements for you know even things like electric vehicle charging and car parks absolutely so all of all of these type of messagings that as we, you know, as we keep progressing through the 21st century, sir, we'll uh, we'll see these type of things become more relevant, and we've got to get that messaging out there in order for that to happen. Let's progress then. My final question, right? So, no, no one has to have a crystal ball here, but I just I'm really excited because I've got you three in here to find out where you think we're going. So let's first of all talk about the next two years, and then we'll go a little bit beyond that. I, I want to know what I'm going to see in the physical retail space of, of, the, of the next two years? So in two years' time, what's going to be different about it? So I won't speak on behalf of Samsung because Steve can do that, but I know that looking at their technology and looking at things like LED video walls, they're becoming more accessible, more reliable, and I, I can quite clearly see in the next couple of years there'll be whole sides of buildings which will just be a digital screen because previously, you know, they were millions tens of millions of pounds of installation whereas now you're coming into the hundreds of thousands and that just makes it opens it up for it's scalable for everybody. it's scalable as well isn't it that screen that you do at samsung that it's those square panels and you pop them together so you can effectively start with i don't know one then four then 32 you know yeah no absolutely i think um ben's absolutely right in terms of how attainable that technology is now from a cost perspective 
I think as well, the way that retailers will potentially look at how they position their budgeting as well for the investment in that type of technology, is it that initial big, big outlay from a capex or or can they look to do something over maybe a three, five year period? And then because this technology, as we're talking about, you're talking about a two year period and what is going to come. We've seen the emergence, haven't we, of things like the metaverse, AR, VR. It is now, I mean, it's, it's going to revolutionize things without question how that then integrates into the technology and the solutions these guys are delivering as well. One of my specialist areas is VR and mixed reality. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you something I found really interesting is that I've, I've talked for many years at the events that I talk at about the metaverse and people have just gone, wow, that sounds amazing. Until recently, because it's becoming so more real with the, the, the likes of Facebook changing their name to Meta and Zuckerberg making a bid for one of the the kind of uh, a land grab, if you like, of the future metaverse, people are, are getting really upset about it. They're getting really emotionally engaged. And, and my only, the only thing I can conclude is because it's becoming so much more likely to happen. Yeah. Chris, I'm going to give. I think you're the you're you're well up for this task. I want you just to sketch out maybe five years hence. So five to eight years hence, where we've got the kind of Apple glasses or the Samsung glasses, based on our. Uh, company here and uh, you know and the the meta cambria as, as as they call their secret project or whatever it is that we've got so we can we're, we're br- i'm bringing a display with me into the store what's the store going to be like that's a very interesting question there is a lot of uncertainty around things like the metaverse i actually visited the samsung store in the metaverse uh, in decentraland the other day so uh, so I, I have some first-hand experience How cool. taking a look around these sort of things and uh, the way the way that it's going is is mind-boggling for me for now anyway being a complete technophobe so uh, with that being said you mentioned things like uh, community and that's been a that's been a real talking point of where we've been uh, in relation to this conversation. So for stores, it's going to be that sense of community and getting people to the store and keeping them in the store. So whether that be the addition of things like partnerships, which we've seen with supermarkets, partnering with coffee chains to keep people in the stores, having that type of more community feel and getting people there and having a reason to stay there. So I see that as being a real key. And also when we move towards like the city centre type of stores, it will be this continuation of convenience and relevance, get in, get out. I want to be in and out very, very quickly. I know why I'm there. Yeah, so, so you're, either, you're either keeping them in there for, I don't know, a school assembly or a yoga class or a cookery class or a, or a coffee or, or an interesting experience of a product that you, that you will then ultimately arrive at home and it's on your doorstep, <laughs> augmented via our headsets uh, with layers, but not in some horrible sort of, you know, sort of drug-induced sense, you know, very much mixing the, the real social face-to-face nature of retail that's ultimately not going to change, but just, just adding a little bit of, of a layer so that you've got that, that information. Look, it, 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 it is mind-boggling, but thank you so much, uh, Ben, Steve, and Chris, for giving us a little, a little bit of a, a, nav- a way of navigating through all of this uh, fascinating stuff. It's been an absolute pleasure to sit down with you. Uh, a fascinating conversation. Thank you, gentlemen. If you'd like to hear more from my guests on this episode, then be sure to tune in to the second part of our series on digital signage technology. In that episode, I'll be coming to you from none other than the Samsung KX concept, which we've mentioned a couple of times uh, during this chat in London's Cold Drops Yard for an in-depth roundtable discussion featuring Trust Systems, Ergonomic Solutions, and of course, Samsung, as we explore the emerging trends, challenges, and innovations in digital signage in much more detail. Until then, I've been Jason Bradbury. Thanks for listening. 
This episode of the Retail Exchange Podcast was presented by Trust Systems with partners Samsung and Ergonomic. If you're asking questions about how to optimize digital signage solutions, Trust Systems has the answer. Specialists in managed integrated network and digital solutions, Trust Systems provides the underlining technology to enable agile, intelligent, next-generation digital businesses. Visit trustsystems.co.uk slash digital today to learn more.